We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to our California Golden Blogs, the BearCast, our media audio guide for Washington State. Um, if you're listening to this, it's probably Thursday, most likely, since the game is on Friday, so we've had to to pull all our weekly things a day in advance. Um, so there you have it. Um, it's a Friday night game. It's our only Friday night or early game this entire season. So that's good news, I believe. I don't think we have a Thursday night game this year. No. So, yeah, and this is our only Friday game. Or actually, no, I, I lie. Uh, UCLA, which is our last game of the season, is a Friday night. It's on Black Friday. Come on, Damn, Rob. Thanksgiving. Sorry. My mistake. My mistake. But anyways, let's look at this. Um, Washington State. Ooh. By all means, Cal fans were very, very, very upset because the week after we almost pull off that upset against SC... Washington State does on a Friday night. That was heartbreaking to watch because that was a very winnable game. And then we softened them up and Washington State wins. Although Washington State fans will not admit that we softened them up for them. (laughs) (laughs) So let's take a deeper dive into this. All right, what do you expect to see come Friday night, 7.30 at Memorial Stadium? Well, what's... Kind of cool about this game is Washington State's defense is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And that isn't something that we've said yeah, before. <laughs> Ever. So, But they, have, they did lose their best linebacker to a foot injury for the rest of the season. Peyton Pilar, I think that's how you say his name. But that big, but their big defensive lineman, Hercules Mataafa. Yeah, he's they awesome. still have him. He's really yeah, good. he's, he's really going to be a nightmare. So it'll be really fun to watch that on the uh, offensive front. I guess if you're not going to enjoy our offense, um, their defense is really good, and somehow they figured out how to make the air raid combo work with an actual good defense, and it's elite. I mean, there's no other way to say it. Like, they look fantastic. <laughs> he looks so good. Mike Leach is a, is a hell of a football coach. And then uh, on the offensive side of the ball, I keep saying this in my offensive previews, but welcome, everybody, to week 1 million and 10 yeah. of playing another NFL quarterback. This week, you face Luke Falk, who by all means is... 
uh, one of the best pastors in the country. If not the best pastor in the country. And um, the Cal defense will once again have to figure out a way to kind of shut down a high-powered octane offense. They've done it very well against... I mean, just look at this lineup. Like, the lineup is ridiculous. It's Patterson, Darnold... Patterson, Darnold, Herbert, which by Browning. The, Herbert is an asterisk. Right, because of the injury and all that good stuff. But the five. Yeah. Patterson was the number one quarterback recruit in the country. Two years ago. Yes. Two years ago. Sam Darnold is going to the NFL. Then you have Herbert who's going to the NFL. Then you have Browning who's going to the NFL. And then you have Luke Falk who's going to the NFL. I mean, <laughs> it's no wonder why we had we had the number one rated schedule to begin the to begin the year. I mean, that's the gauntlet right yeah. there. And he's good. He's good. I mean, how? I mean, I look at that story and you go, Washington State is the one is the one team in the Pac-12 where I have no antagonistic feelings towards. Like I'm not. I don't have any. Hatred towards them, at least for me, as out of my ten plus ten ish years now of being a Cal fan, I don't have any memories of Washington State and, and being really angry at that team. Well, of course, because yeah. they've, they've never exactly yeah, they've been exactly. an auto win exactly. But I've heard their fans are pretty ruthless. Oh, I guess yeah. So I heard. So we I've just heard. haven't had a spirited, fired up fan base to that was a part of our college career the same way that I think they will be now. Yeah. Um, so going off of that, I mean, his Luke Falk. Since we're talking about that, like, his story is just amazing too, right? Former walk on, um, and is behind Connor Holiday. Connor Holiday goes down, and then Luke Falk magically appears and. <laughs> Is easily the heir apparent to Connor Holiday, um, and that's that's not even saying anything about Connor Holiday, who was arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the Pac-12 at that point in time, too. So you take that away, and then now he's here. Now he's about to become an NFL quarterback as well. And now we have to face him. But will is he the best pure passer? We'll see this season. Uh, definitely for the well, I don't know. Maybe Rosen, pure passer. Okay, I don't know. Seventy-one point eight percent completion percentage. Like it's it's absurd. Yeah. But what are? Give me your definition of a pure passer. Is it like downfield? Because that's not really the lead. No, anybody who can like, just send the pocket, and make every single p- possible throw. Right. Mm. Just that's just what he does. He's a total gunslinger. Just. Throws it anywhere and everywhere over the field. Doesn't do anything else outside the pocket. Yeah. He's definitely one of the best. I don't know. I, I still think Darnold's the best that we'll face all year. Best quarterback. Just quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 would, I would be hard-pressed to say no. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at that going, that's – we faced a crap ton of good quarterbacks, and our defense has pretty much – stood its own to most of them. So I don't think that matchup is going to be much of a problem, especially because I feel like the wide receivers that we faced so far have all been better 
than the group of Washington State wide receivers we'll see. Like, I I still think to this day the the old Miss wide receivers that we saw in that old in that game is the best group of wide receivers will ever will play all season long. Yeah, as a unit. Of course, I think guys like you know when we played SC like Deontay Burnett was just he's super good. Um, but as a as a total unit, which and the reason I bring this up is because since it's a Mike Leach air raid offense, we're gonna be looking at you know four wide receiver sets, five wide receiver wide receiver sets, trips trips left, trips right, you know like you know uh, pistol and empty backfield. Like it, that's we're just gonna see just a pure spread um, offense, and because of that, how do you how do you prep for that as a defense you have to prep for each wide receiver and the and not by the wide receiver themselves but by the positions right because it's it's like our offense before like the outside wide receiver does something different to what the guy in the slot does and what the guy on the other slot does and what the other you know the xyz and i can't remember what the other one is um but yeah you you get what i'm saying is is that's how they have to plan and i don't think any individual wide receiver that they have is going to be physically and you know, talent-wise, dominating over our DBs, be- just because of the experience they have against guys like AJ Brown and DK Metcalf and and Tyler Vaughns and you know Deontay Burnett and the, and the list goes on. I think that the Washington State offense will be a different type of test because the receivers will. Washington runs an offense as well where Washington gets the ball out fast to their wide receivers. Uh, but like Washington State it gets it there even faster. So we the best thing that we all know is we can tackle. Yeah. But just how quickly, because like Washington State's gonna be trying to get four or five yards on that first down play on a quick pass. And if you're giving that up, then short field and manageable. Well, we saw what happens. You know, if you're on the field too long, like last week against Washington. So it's really about um, can we kind of shed the blocks? Like Washington State's receivers do a really good job of blocking as well and like maintaining their blocks on the outside. And just um, it's going to be a a whole different type of challenge. And I don't think we've seen any offense that operates really quite this way, maybe outside of Ole Miss. And Ole Miss was kind of a disaster because they they were penalized so often in that game that, you know, I expect this to be a very different look. It's yeah. Just, I mean, I, I look at this Washington State team, and we don't we don't have the guys that we're going to zone in on like we've done in the past, right? They don't have a guy like Vince Maley anymore. They don't have a River Craycraft. They don't have that one guy that they're going to try and throw to and move around on that spread offense as much as possible. The one guy I will say the defense has to zone in on is James Williams. Their running back, who is somehow making an air raid running back position like a real threat, right? He's he has the most carries. He has fifty eight carries for two hundred thirty yards and a touchdown, four four yard average. So not great as a, just a pure run game, but at the same time, he has forty one receptions for two hundred ninety yards and three touchdowns, seven seven point one per catch. So they're running him out of the backfield a lot. A yeah. lot. And so that's so I guess that's the scary part is now you're not only not now you don't have to deal with or now you have to deal with a running back coming out of the backfield as well. 
And I think for defenses, that's the hardest position to get a handle on. And with the stats right now, Washington State is using James Williams like to the best possible way and getting the most out of that position. So I guess that'll be a point of emphasis going into this week is, you know, we're going to have to have a middle linebacker spy on James Williams at all times. But if that's the case, does that take away from the reads you're going to have to do with your other middle linebacker basically having to man an entire zone by himself smack in the middle? And if they're going with the quick passes like we've seen this air raid does with a lot of those underneath routes, they're going to they're this could potentially be where they just keep throwing to the underneath and getting five yards, six yards, four yards, three, five. Like it's just the constant eat away of like just the same way we would or like uh, we play against the Nessie team who just runs it down your throat and gets four or five yards in every run they get. So that's the scary part is if that starts to click and we don't have an answer for that, like it's it's going to be a long night. Yeah. I think it's going to be a long night, but <laughs> you never know what happens on Friday nights in Berkeley. Yeah. How many fans do you think are going to be there? I don't know. I mean... We did talk about this in our previous podcast with the whole 7.30 late start debacle. Um, but judging at it right now, I mean, tickets, I, I, I judge it by ticket prices. All right. I judge it because it is a top 15 team coming into Berkeley playing on a Friday night at 7.30. You would think that's prime time for a lot of people to show up just because it's, it's Friday night, right? Ticket sales right now are resale. Lowest, the cheapest you can get is $9. That's pretty telling. Um, so that's where it stands. Because the Ole Miss game, prices didn't drop. Yeah, they did. But not significantly. Not to, not to $9. Yeah, I thought Ole Miss did drop. Ole Miss dropped to, I think, 14, 14 or 13, I believe, like right before game time, like on the day. But this is, this is Monday of game week, and it's already at $9. I can only imagine it's going to fall further down the line. So, uh, looking at that, those numbers, uh, tennis ain't going to be that great. Ain't going to be that great. But at the same time, I'll look at. I may. I might. The student section might actually be more full. It could be one of those games where just Friday night, everyone everyone heads over to the stadium. We just won't know until Friday night. I think, like, my guess is thirty to 35,000. It's, it's a pretty solid guess. But those ticket numbers, and it's always different, right? The attendance numbers, just because it's, yeah, it's really weird. But let's look at the other side of the ball. Our offense matching up against their defense. Your takes on that? Um, it's going to be a long night. <laughs> <laughs> it will be really hard for our, our offensive line against Washington State's offensive line. Um yeah, it's just. I believe if if my if memory serves me correctly, Washington State's D coordinator was a comes from more of a secondary like background, um, and I hope that's correct because that's what I seem to remember. So it's just going to be one of those another one of those matchups where we can't be giving up sacks on three man fronts like they if they come at it with us with three guys, and there's. Like we have to be able to give Bowers time to throw the ball downfield, whether or not like our receivers have separation. It'll be hard, especially because of the like talented secondary and the fact that you know we 
we are injured. Like Robertson was down last week. Cannavale was down last week. Like Vic Wharton's really in Jordan VC are two wide receivers that have been able to stay healthy. Haven't seen much of Jordan Duncan. And then Melky Stovall has just been like randomly around for one game and then totally unavailable ever since. Yeah. So we don't really have the dynamic playmakers. I'd love to see the offense open up a little bit more. Like, um, Run, like we've been trying to run a lot of screens, and the screens have been just okay. Like Laird doesn't seem to get as much on those as you would like, but I don't know if it's receivers that aren't able to maintain their blocks or like what's really happening with that. But uh, I'd like also to see Bowers scramble more. I think, but we're gonna have to see some sort of like re- huge return to what we saw against SC or Ole Miss or NC in order for Cal to have a shot at winning the game. Yeah, I think the only thing that I can positively take away from at least that battle between our offense and their defense is that their D-line is built on speed, guys. We played some big heavies when we played Washington. And that's where we got pummeled, is that we just could not keep up with their size and strength. I wonder if this is a better matchup for our O-line, playing against guys that are just speedier but just not as powerful. Um, and maybe that's where we get our leverage. Maybe that's where we get, we just say, all right, let's 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 try going at these guys for a bit. Let's try running the ball straight up the gut for a bit and see if that works, right? Um, and forcing those speedy DNs from instead of coming at and, you know, running spin moves over our left and right tackles, having to back up and having to just fill gaps constantly over and over again against O-line guys that are bigger than them. And I think during that SC game, that's where they did have the most success, you know, with Ronald Jones running running it. It's just when it came to passing downs, Darnold was very subpar. So, and that doesn't give me a lot of hope considering how Ross has thrown the ball over the last couple of weeks. So, yeah, um, if I was an SC fan sitting here and, you know, this, this was the SC game going into Washington State, I'd be like, yeah, I think Darnold's going to make those throws and we're just going to get the first downs and... That's how it's going to move, but I can't say that with certainty with just what we've seen out of Ross Bowers the last couple of weeks. So that's where we're at. It's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a hard-fought game. It's also going to be a game of pretty much... The score could be like 34-0 going into halftime just because of how their offense plays. But if not... If it if we held if we held them in check and let's say it's what like twenty twenty one seven, I'd say that's a that's an upsettable game going into the second half, purely based on just how the game flow would go against a, a spread offense like this. But at the same time, you have to remember this might be a really long game since they throw the ball so much. We tend to forget that we used to throw the ball a lot, and though that ended up making our games mm-hmm. four hours and thirty minutes long. So long. Yeah, because of all the incompletions and having the clock stop and so on. So let's hope that our offense can run the ball early and often and we just shorten the clock and we win it that way. That's my hope. (laughs) I like that dream. I'm on board with that dream. Yeah. Simple, simple, easy win. Just run it up the gut. All right. So on game day, give me your go-to routine. Ooh. 7.30 7.30 on a Friday night, right? Mm-hmm. Mm, that's a tough choice. Uh, I, think I, might just, I think I might just head up to Asian Ghetto. I might, I might just head up to Ghetto, maybe get gypsies, Thai basil, 
It's always a good choice. Just go with the usual, quick and easy, just because I know a lot of people are just probably going to be coming in from work, right? So you won't have that much time to to stop and mingle and hang out at places. So, yeah, hit up Asian Ghetto. Gypsies, Godfather's favorite is always my go-to. Thai, really? Thai basil is Which the... Which one's that one? That's like the, the penne with the chicken and bacon and the cream sauce. Super yeah, good. Super good. So good. That's the best one, in my opinion. <laughs> um, or go to Have Thai... you had it recently? I haven't. I think the last time I... Oh, actually, I lie. Uh, maybe about a month ago, my cousin was visiting. Is it still $10 or less? Yeah. It's like... Nine ninety nine or ten ninety nine for the combo, where it's like a pasta, salad, and a drink. Oh yeah, or like twelve ninety nine, I think for the three. It's, it's somewhere around there. It's it's very reasonably priced for what you're getting. Um, so that would be my that would be my go to. It's one of those three, or like just anywhere in the ghetto. Just a quick bite to eat, so you can head up to Memorial. Any any choice for you? Yeah, I've been thinking about it. I mean, I think to some degree, if you're coming from the city and you're going to take BART, hang out down on Shattuck and go, I'd maybe go over to Triple Rock. Yeah. And then uh, I'll take a lift up to the stadium or something yeah. like that. Uh, that would be absolutely a good go-to spot. And then I was thinking after the game, if it's still really hot, go to Cream. Mm. Get it delicious. So Cream has... These uh, minis now because oh, they wow. raised their prices. Yeah, they did. So you back remember in when it used day, to be like a two? It was, yeah, it was one ninety nine yeah. for an ice cream sandwich with cookies, and yeah. I was like, "This is amazing." Now it's like five dollars. Yeah. But enough of me being a grandpa. Uh, after the game, you can go down. They have what are called uh, minis, and they're like mini cookies that you can put the ice cream in the middle of. And it's about like, I don't know. Uh, like a size of a macaroon? A bigger macaroon? Bigger macaroon yeah. with a lot more ice cream. Yeah. It's great. And it's like three bucks. And uh, it's a perfect amount of food because I feel like sometimes the full sandwich would be too much. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that would be my go-to after the game move or even maybe before if you'd like your dessert before your second dessert. Yeah. Just because the game's going to end around 11. So you, you don't have... I mean, I, I had 11 yogurt. is generous. It is, 11 is real generous. Those area games, you know that game's going until 12. Yeah. I had Yogurt Park today. First time oh, in a very wow. long time. So good. Really good. They had a cappuccino flavor today. On point. So good. So yeah, I'd, I'd recommend some ice cream. It's It's been pretty hot over the last couple of days. Um, Yopo. Here. Yopo would be great. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Once again, we don't get sponsored by these places. This is purely, purely... Our own recommendations. <laughs> Just want to put that disclaimer out Soon there. Soon to be sponsored by Cream, uh, Rallies, Yogurt Park, Yogurt Park, Mezzo, and Gypsies. Yeah, and Berkeley Bowl. Unlimited <laughs> and Berkeley Bowl for their gummy bears. Uh, Unlimited Godfather Penne Pastas. Uh, all right, so let's end, let's end with this. Your prediction for the game. Um, I think that we will lose, and I think we will lose by... 14 points or more. That is the spread. The <laughs> oh, spread, I believe, is 14 and a half. <laughs> I, think that's what, I think that's what it started this, this morning. It's 14 and a half, which got me thinking. I was like, huh, 14 and a half? Okay. It's way better than 28. Yeah. Yeah, I think we'll lose uh, 41, 24. You think we score 24 points? No. <laughs> Uh, 17-31 or something like that. I won't put a number on it, but I think Cal wins. Or no, sorry. Um, Cal loses, but we cover the spread. 
I think that's we cover the fourteen and a half, but we lose. I think that's. I think that's a real rational. We have bats back home games, right? So we have Washington State. Then yes. we have a long week. Then we get Arizona, Arizona, and then we go to Colorado, and then we're back for Oregon State, which is our last home game of the season. And then we have a UC- bye week. A bye week. Then we go to Stanford, and then we end the season at yeah. UCLA. Bye week going to Stanford. Man, that's gonna be a fun one. Bye week going to yeah. I mean, we'll talk about this on a future pod. But bye week going to Stanford's key because. We've been ter- for the last couple few years. We've been terrible coming out of a bye week, and this is the first time our bye week is way late in the season too. So, all right, that's that's it for us, and that that's pretty much it. Um, you won't you won't hear from us again for until next week. <laughs> 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 uh, but if you do, you can find me on Twitter at rob eleven hwng. You can find Andy at. Andy J Beast Mode. And you can find all our stuff at CaliforniaGoldenBlogs.com. And as always, go, go Bears. Bears.